welcome to another episode of Jumping Ahead. I'm your host, Colton, uh, usually the host of such shows as Life Lessons, the Kitabo Modern Cast, of which you're probably listening to this on that feed, but whatever. Um, so, just in case you may not know or haven't listened to our previous installments, uh, I have with me a reoccurring guest on on the podcast, uh, John, otherwise known as Lightung VG on Twitter. Say hi, John. How's it happening? How's it happening? Uh, well, I got my mic out, I plugged in my headphones, and then I started, I pressed record on Audacity, and that's how it's happening. Literal humor. Okay, so, <laughs> that was my attempt at a joke. So, um, essentially, I'm, I have John on doing these short little podcast bite-sized pieces with me, because uh, John's kind of going through Gintama for the first time, and uh, you know me, uh, if you've listened to to the podcast for a while. I like having new voices on the show, especially people who are just experiencing the show for the first time. It's always interesting to get that take from other people. Um, but we're not actually talking about an episode of the anime or an arc. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about uh, the second Gintama movie from 2013. So a couple years back at this point. Uh, Gintama, the final chapter, Be Forever Yorazuya. Or Be Forever Odd Jobs, however you want to pronounce the title, whatever. English. Um, so... I guess, uh, John, you know, we were kind of talking off mic. I've been wanting to podcast about this movie for a while, and I just never really had the opportunity or could find someone who was, like, particularly interested in talking about it. Um, and you just happened to watch this, I think, about probably almost a week ago at this point, maybe. Um, so I don't know how fresh it is in your head still, but uh, I still wanted to talk about it nonetheless. Um I guess uh, we could just start with our usual questions here. So, did you have any expectations going into this movie at all? And if not, I guess what were your general impressions after watching the movie? Just what are your general thoughts, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, I was kind of pretty hyped for the movie because I hadn't heard one person at this point say anything negative about it. I thought it was really going to be Sirachi pulling out all the stocks because he wrote this with the idea of a finale in mind. It was the supposed finale to the anime, though, of course, we know that's not true. But after watching it, I'd have to say I was pretty let down. It didn't really meet up to my expectations at all. I found it to be just like your normal comedic Gintama arc. I didn't find it to even come close to a serious arc. It was you get the normal Gintama humor. There was maybe a couple scenes that had feels in them, but I didn't really feel that emotionally impacted when I finished it, and that disappointed me a little. So that means you hated the movie, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's totally two out of ten. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm assuming like so I forget. I probably asked you on Twitter that I I didn't I didn't like hype the movie too much when I talked about it off mic, did I? No, you didn't. Okay, were were other people kind of hyping it a little bit though? Yeah, but it's really not the hype's fault. Uh, I still feel like I would have had that feeling after finishing the movie because you know it's a movie. You're expecting something a little more than the normal fare for the show, and if it just felt like a few normal episodes put together. That see that's that's totally fair because like even when I was kind of rewatching the movie the other day I you know like I I I enjoyed the movie a lot and I think it has really great moments but I, like it is totally fair to say that the movie is just kind of a long Gintama episode. I was kind of talking to you off mic about how um you know personally I think this is pr like in terms of a of a anime movie that is supposed to be a tie-in to a shonen manga property, I thought it was pretty good. Um, because usually, um, I, I kind of find I find it interesting how um, you know you bring up the point. Well, this is a movie that you know that, and and because of that, like you were kind of expecting more. Uh, and that's kind of funny to me because usually with these shonen jump tie-in movies, like I'm not going to say like they're all bad, but like. You know, with this being a tie-in movie, I mean, Gintama's kind of a different case because, like, Gintama's world is so loose enough to where you could – you have the opportunity to do a lot with it. <clears throat> but, like, with, say, stuff like One Piece or Hunter Hunter or maybe even JoJo, I don't know. Not that JoJo's ever really had a uh, – well, I mean, JoJo's had re-adaptations of arcs but never, like, its own uh, – 
in canon movie or whatnot, you know. Well, technically, there's never even been a movie, if you include readaptations, that saw a general theatrical release because the Phantom Blood movie was so bad that the author refused to let it be released. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like with stuff with stuff like One Piece or Hunter Hunter or whatnot, more specifically, you know, um, you know, there's a certain canon that like the anime studios have to kind of adhere to so like they can't really do like they they can't do something too extravagant or too out of the ordinary because you still have to kind of keep in mind uh the rules of the universe and the canon and whatnot unless you want to do a complete like alternate universe retell or like uh what if or whatnot like uh they actually gin actually makes a reference to uh in the beginning about uh when he's actually transported to the future about how like oh well you know Shueisha's done this kind of thing before where like oh they made a Naruto movie where Naruto was supposed to die but he ended up living so whatever <laughs> and that's particularly funny to me because I totally remember years and years ago when that movie was a thing and when Naruto fandom was just like so so like excited or just grieving over that movie because it was like at the time it was like why would you why, why would you like give that away in I guess I guess you want people to like come see this movie but it's like wow that's actually interesting okay like you have my attention movie like, that was such a big thing at the time, and so many people were so interested in that movie because of it. And I think that movie in particular, you know, as someone who was into Naruto at the time, you know, it wasn't like a bad movie, but it was like, oh, Naruto ended up living. Okay, like, I guess who didn't see that coming? Like, you're not going to actually kill off your main character in a in a, in a, in a tie-in movie like that. That would just be kind of silly. Wait, wait, what's the... What's the name of that movie? I actually don't remember off the top of my head. Is it um, called something stupid like Naruto the Last? No, 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 no. That's oh. that's a whole different movie. Um, that's actually the most recent one. Because we actually own that movie on DVD because of my brother, my little brother. And I've never seen it myself, but he has and he thought it was stupid. Ah, uh, yeah, no, that's not the movie I'm talking about. Yeah, that movie just came out like super recently. Um, huh. No, yeah, th this was the first like... I think the the movie that Gin refers to in in the movie itself is actually probably the first like the first movie that takes place in like uh the Shippuden era of the series, uh basically the time skip era. Um that that was a whole interesting thing in general, but like yeah. So, going back to my point, it is interesting that you that you bring up the point like, "Oh yeah, like it's it's a movie, they should be able to do more." But it's like for these kinds of movies in particular, I actually kind of don't expect that because, again, there's a certain – they kind of have to, like, still keep in mind, you know, the canon and the rules of the universe that they're kind of playing with. So I'm kind of not surprised that, like, Be Forever Yorazuya in particular just kind of ended up being a long episode of Gintama. Because, again, with Gintama, you can kind of get away with enough because the world of Gintama is so batshit crazy to begin with. But, you know, I think for what it was personally, I, I thought it was good. I still enjoyed it. But I, but I guess I can understand, because I've heard some people express that same feeling that, oh, yeah, this movie maybe could have been more. But, again, like I said, I feel like for what we got, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, but I guess just to kind of go through some of what I wanted to talk about with the movie, just to kind of ask you about certain scenes i guess what did you think about the beginning of the movie in particular what with uh uh what with the no more uh movie thief and uh all that stuff basically everything that takes place before again is actually transported into the future yeah so i actually watched the piracy warning before i watched the movie because i already heard someone mention that to me and i'm like oh well, i should probably watch the real thing so i know what the joke is and i thought it was pretty funny i'd imagine if i was in theaters and i was watching it and i'm like oh this is just a normal piracy warning and then again toki pops up i'd find that pretty funny yeah because that whole thing in the beginning is just a giant reference to this actual uh movie piracy ad campaign in japan involving a giant uh a camcorder-headed man being chased by a police siren-headed man and basically advocating for anti-piracy, you know, 
you know, that whole like, hey, don't 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 record movies in theaters or whatever, because uh, piracy is illegal. As as much as uh, people uh, don't like to believe, yeah, piracy is still le- illegal. Um, that's a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, I, I I just imagine being in theaters and like, because you have that whole extended thing where Gin is like whapping this camcorder guy on the head being like, hey, don't fucking do that. So sorry, guys, we, we got we'll, we'll start the movie in just a second. What if I fucking told you about doing this? <laughs> I love that entire scene so much because it's it's such the it's the right amount of awkward because like you can I, I like the audio mixing in that part, too, because like you can totally hear that like Guinness just like off in the distance, you know, just talking to this guy. Um and I also I also appreciate like the little references to like the Toriko movie that was also in theaters at the time. And then like if you look on um you, you see like little visual gags in the background with some of the movie posters, there's there's one that's literally called something like Die Hard of the Dead or something. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> that, that, that. I freaked out about that. That was really good. I enjoy little things like that. Um but I get I guess uh, all that stuff in the beginning is really great. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I like when Gin's actually transported into the movie because he's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Like, oh, why, why are we like recapping Gintama again? Like, huh? Oh, wait. So, uh, like, I like him kind of narrating in the background while the movie's actually having their narration. And then, yeah, Gin finds out, oh, wait, he's dead. Oops. Yeah, this is just like that, uh, one, that one Naruto movie. Um, which again, I, I love that reference. It fucking cracks me up every time. We we talked about what you kind of generally felt about the movie as just a Gintama movie, um, but like I guess what did you think of the Gintama movie as like a as like a what if I guess what if the future of Gintama looked like this five years ahead? Like what did you think about that as a concept? I thought it was an interesting concept, but I don't know. It just seems to me that if Gintoki suddenly died in a freak accident like that, I. I didn't really think that Shinpachi and Kagura wouldn't would like go their separate ways that just wasn't that caught me completely off guard because I just feel like that's out of character for both of them Hmm. I guess I could kind of see that though I would argue that like I think it's reasonable to assume that like you know Gin was obviously the one holding all of these people I guess close together and kind of without them you know I, I mean, I guess you could say that um, about really any character in Gintama for the most part, but, like, with, with the main character gone especially, I think it makes sense that, like, everybody would kind of, like, drift apart a little bit and maybe kind of start doing their own thing. Like, I don't think that's too much out of the realm of possibility, but that's just me. Um, I guess for Shinpachi and Kagura in particular, I I don't find it weird too much, but it's... But I think, I think Gintoki kind of kind of calls attention to it in the movie itself like you know because Gin and or I'm sorry uh, Shin and pa- Shinpachi and Kagura break up because they're like oh because they obviously had disagreements about how to run odd jobs Gin without Gin himself and you know that led to disagreements and them going their own separate ways but even Gintoki himself was like okay guys this this stupid job is not worth it at all like why are you guys fighting <laughs> <clears throat> so I do kind of appreciate that a little bit. Um, and I wouldn't say that they acted so out of character that it bothered me. Like, there are certain comedic episodes where characters are so out of character that it really ruins the experience for me. But in the case of this movie, uh, yeah, I could. It, it makes sense. They gave a good reason, at least. So it didn't really bother me that much. But I'm just like, huh, really? That's what would have happened? I didn't expect that. Were there any other actions or events that happened in the movie that you thought didn't make sense? Or do you think that was really about the only thing? Well, that's the thing. I feel like the problem with this movie was is they didn't really explore the entire cast of characters adapting to this setting all that well. It it was like, oh, wow, uh, freaking Gengai and the Shinsengumi are getting... Uh, uh, assassinated and so is Katsura there's got to be a cool story behind this about what they did but it, it was just a joke about Colonel Sanders <laughs> and, that, and that was when I realized this movie isn't going to be anything at all like I was expecting it to be I guess I can kind of see uh, see your criticism there but I also think that maybe if this were happening like in the manga like in the series 
uh, properly, maybe. I think because it's for a movie, uh, Sirachi had to maybe find a way to, like, get all of these people together in order to, like, help Gin's, basically Gin's motive for the story move along. So, in that sense, I feel like it's just a matter of, like, again, it's a movie, and we have to kind of have the story move along somehow. Though, I, I'm sure in the manga, there'd probably be, I mean, I mean, maybe it's still, it'd still be a joke, I don't know, but, um, like, I guess I understand your criticism, but I also, to me, I think it's a matter of the medium in general, and I, and how that kind of influences the story, if that makes any sense. Um, because if you have a movie, I don't, I uh, like, well, while I agree, yeah, maybe, it, like, the setting wasn't explored as much as it could have. Again, it's a two-hour movie, so I think Sirachi really only had so much room to explore as much as he really wanted to. But again, I, I'm I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate at this point. Um, I guess um, if you had any off the top of your head or any that you remember, um, was there any like future character that kind of surprised you at all the most? Or well, yeah, as I said, it was kind of disappointing because most of the characters were either. Uh, uh, they're just doing the same thing, or they were sacrificed for the sake of a gag, with the exception of Kagura and Shinpachi, I felt like they were the only ones that were, that they took a realistic take on what would happen in this situation. I think, um, I can't really think of one that really surprised me too much, um, because really, now that I think about it, I think that's fair that, because really, most part... Um, other than what I was saying earlier, you know, Gin, Gin being gone obviously has an emotional effect on everybody, but in terms of everyone's life, yeah, I think Shinpachi and Kagura obviously took it the hardest. Um, sorry, my phone keeps fucking buzzing, stupid piece of shit. Um, I think they took it the hardest, um, but I can't think of anyone, I can't think of anyone in which, like, it had, like, a, a another, like, major impact on their life, I guess. I guess maybe Katsura, just in the sense of, like, he kind of turned out, he, he kind of turned out to be Takasugi 2.0, <laughs> which, you know, that is supposed to be kind of the joke, but, like, what I find interesting about that is that, like, you know, if, I mean, I don't know, like, it's it funny, because, like, sometimes I do think about, like, because, you, know, you know, in the beginning of the series, um, I feel like, if Katsura and Gin didn't run into each other again for the first time, you know, at the very beginning of Gintama, and, you know, Gin didn't, like... I mean, he still turned out to be a Joey Patriot or whatnot, but, like, if Gin hadn't run into him again at the very beginning of the series, I wonder if, like, maybe he would have gone down that same path as Takasugi, where, you know, Katsura thinks, oh, well, obviously the way to get my point across is to... Uh, cause like basically s sacrifice quote unquote as as many people as I can to make a point or whatever to cause as much destruction as I can to make a point because you know violence. Uh, so so I feel like I I wonder if maybe you know while yes that's that's kind of the joke is uh huh well, uh, cosplaying as Takasuki ha 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 but I wonder if like. If for real, maybe Kotsford would have actually turned out to turned out that way. And I think maybe if the again, if this were explored for real in the manga, I feel like maybe that maybe it would have taken a serious route. I don't know. Maybe maybe Sirachi would have also just made another joke. I don't know. Cause it seems like everybody just wants to be Takasugi in particular anyway. Which, you know, we already have people like Hasegawa dressing up and all that Takasuki's a a popular character, so why not? Why not just feed off on that popularity, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess I can't really think of anyone I was, like, actually surprised at. I guess Hasegawa, because, you know... Because, like, I think Hasegawa's actual age is, like, 35, 38, somewhere around there. 39. So, 39, thank you. So, like, he'd only really be, like, in his 40s, so it was kind of surprising that he was already that old-looking. I felt kind of sorry for him, actually. Um... Well, I guess I could say that Gengai surprised me because we have the whole Colonel Sanders joke, but the whole reason he modified the Colonel Sanders statue is because he was so overstruck with grief about Gintoki dying. It's like, I didn't know that Gintoki meant that much to him. I mean, I could kind of see that, you know, because like, um, 
it's it's kind of explored in like the final arc a little bit, so I, I won't go too much about it. But like, I think it's pretty implied by the final arc that like you know with Gengai having lost his son, that both Gin and kind of Otose to an extent kind of see Gin as like their kind of figurative son in a sense, which I find kind of touching a little bit. Um, Because, you know, Gengai usually goes out of his way to help Gin out of these situations. So, you know, that's something that's kind of explored a little later, which I really love and appreciate and makes me love Gengai so much more. Honestly, Um, he's really become one of my favorite characters in particular. Oh, I forgot to say that in the Kintama episode that I loved Gengai automatically believing Gintoki, even though there was kind of a logical reason for it. He was, uh, he, he still believed him and helped him in the end, and he was like the only human character to do so without assistance. Yeah, and he and he kind of he kind of does that a little bit in Before Every Gorozuya too, because you know, again, the entire time is disguised as basically a penis, uh, which is great, um, <laughs> and. Uh, he, uh, they kind of do the same thing here in this movie where, like, you know, Gin is obviously in disguise as someone else, you know, nobody knows until later that he's actually Gin, but, like, you know, Gengai kind of figures it out that, okay, this is Gin from the past. So they kind of do that a little bit here, too, to an extent. Um, uh, do you have any scenes from the movie that you thought were, like, particularly funny? Particularly funny? Well, uh, there was definitely the opening scene, and... I guess the scene at the end where everyone's fading away and they're and they're all acting like they normally do as characters uh is like oh we're fading from existence this is funny like and then Shinpachi's like only my glasses see that see what fucks me up about that is like that is actually a really touching scene from the three of them like even if we disappear let's get a good look at our faces so we can like so so we have a better chance of running into each other. And that scene always makes me cry. Always. It al- or at least it always tears me up. But then, like, it's kind of ruined by the fact that Shinpachi doesn't go back. He doesn't fade. But it's, like, like, like once you see it, you know the joke, so you're already laughing. <laughs> so, like, in a weird way, it kind of ruins the emotional... Um, the emotion of the scene, but it kind of doesn't at the same time. It's really weird. It's not really that jarring, though, in my in my opinion, but it's also like, you know, it's scenes like that that make people go, oh man, Gintama's the only anime that makes me cry and laugh at the same time! And, you know, sometimes I don't, sometimes I, it's weird, sometimes I don't fully agree with that statement, uh, but it's scenes like that that make me realize, okay, I see why people say that, because that scene literally has me tearing up in like one second and then laughing the other because it's th- that scene in particular is really great. Um, and I just just going back. One of, I think one of the funniest scenes in this movie is actually everything that happens at the execution grounds. Uh, you know, just everything from from even at the beginning with, you know, how the Colonel Sanders stuff all kind of like uh, how, how that all <laughs> evolves, which is pretty great. And then like, you know, when uh gin tries to call out to like uh katra and kondo and their responses are pretty great and how gin's just like okay let me let me fucking i'll i'll take care of this for you guys (laughs) it's so good and then especially when like he's trying to rescue gen guy and he knocks his head off and even the executioners and shinpachi and kaga are like nah i don't want to deal with this shit (laughs) that makes me laugh every time (laughs) that's actually genuinely funny Again, another great awkward scene. Gintama does uh, is amazing at like super stupidly awkward situations, and I love it. I guess I didn't laugh that hard at it because at the time I was salty that oh this movie isn't going to be serious like I thought <laughs> oh, it was. This, this movie isn't going to be good, whatever. <laughs> but, no, but in hindsight, it is pretty funny. I could probably rewatch it and laugh harder at a couple of the jokes, whereas in the first watching, I kind of felt a little let down. That's fair. Though, so, like, I guess we're, so, did, like, none of the emotional scenes get to you at all? There wasn't, like, at least one that made you kind of tear up or sad? Nothing? There was just one. It was the scene in the hospital with Otai. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you don't cry at that, you're a monster. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was the only scene that they played almost entirely straight. 
okay, fair enough. Because it's like, I do like that scene with Otai in the hospital and like all of the other Ginta ladies just kind of meeting up and visiting her. Especially like Sachan, who is usually a mostly comedic character and doesn't really get a lot of opportunity as an actual like legitimately serious character. She, I, I was impressed with like uh, how uh, Yu Kobayashi's performance was because like it's her usual like Sachan yelling, but it's like that performance in particular I think carries a lot of emotional weight because like you know she's Sachan just being herself like you know she like she's kind of being herself and kind of mocking Otai, but you could tell like she's saying what she's saying out of the need for everything to go back to normal, and and that's something I kind of like about Gintama in general is that like. As as much as, like, everybody's just kind of a jerk to each other, when you take somebody out of the equation, like, everything just is just kind of off. And so, like, you know, they feel that need for, like, even though another character is doing something to annoy another character, if they're not there, things just don't feel the same. And it actually, like, affects the way they kind of kind of go about their day-to-day life because they expect this one character to do their shtick, but then they're not there to do their shtick, and it's like, oh huh, I guess I care about that person. And I I love moments like that in the series so much. And I think that's what I like about that scene in particular. Sachan's performance just always gets to me. And just the fact that Atai is just lying there, possibly dying, and just can't, is just like, just like can't see anything. And she's just talking about how she just wants to see the three odd jobs together again. It's so sad. And like all the girls are crying. And then Gin shows up as a penis and is like, hey, guys, what's up? I'm here. Yeah, and that would have ruined the scene for me. But then, like, almost immediately after that, Otai's like, Gintoki, is that really you? And I was, I was, I was, that, that, that was, was really good. That, that, oh, my God. That really got me crying. <laughs> yeah, that, that got me crying, too, honestly. Um, yeah, that, that scene in particular is actually pretty sad. Um, so I feel like I know how you probably feel about all of this, but like, how did you feel about everything from, I guess, you know, if, if it weren't obvious enough that we are spoiling the shit out of this movie, but how did you feel about the twist, like close to the end of the movie, like near the third act with Gin being the villain all along? That sounds really stupid out of context, but I promise it works. And actually that's another thing. So like, Actually, that actually that leads into my question. So, how did you feel about the twist, and then about how all of the time travel stuff working out afterwards? See, that's where the it falls apart as a serious story to me because the time travel in this movie is just overly convoluted, and because of that, it feels like there's little consequence to anything. So, when the weird alien guy turned out to actually be Gintoki dressed up as him, I was like, oh, well, there's no consequence to this at all, because he can just go back in time and fix it. So, I know it was supposed to be, like, the big emotional climax, but I, I it was just... I, I knew what was going to happen from that point on, so it didn't really surprise me all that much. Okay, well, let me let me present two arguments here real quick. So, one, my first argument is, you know, couldn't you argue that maybe most time travel stories are in some way kind of convoluted or a bit confused. I think, I think just trying to write time travel is a little bit of a, is, is, is a bit hard in the first place. So that's my first argument. And then, and then two, I, I totally get what you mean about there being no consequence because they all get erased anyway. But like, I think that just goes back to what I was saying about this being a tie in movie because, you know, like, I I think that kind of makes sense because, like, it makes sense to me that, like, there'd be no consequence. But, like, I think that's the whole point of this movie was to, like, basically get rid of the problem and have everything go back to normal. And then, you know, you can't... I feel like it's weird because, like, I I, I understand, that, like, what do you... Like, what do you expect from a movie like this? Because, like, it obviously... Like, you know, this was some, this was meant to be at the time. This was meant to be "quote unquote" the finale of the anime, which again it wasn't. But at the time, it, you know, it was kind of meant to be like, "Oh, what if the anime ended like this?" So, like as an ending, I could see there being like no qu- con- consequences to that because that would just. I feel like if there were, that would just. 
I don't know. I feel like that can't work in a movie like this. You, is anything I'm saying making sense? Because I don't know if I'm trying to like. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place with my arguments because there are so many there are so many angles I could kind of tackle that argument with, but I don't know which one I want to go with. So now I'm just kind of stumbling all over my words. Well, no, you're totally right. It has to be looked at as a side story because it's the finale to the anime and not the manga or the supposed finale. So there can't be really any consequences, but I don't know. It just, I I wasn't feeling invested. I I don't know what they could have done to make me invested. Maybe put in some character of the week that could have, that could have died. Because, you know, all every serious arc in Gintama, they always throw in a new character, and that character might die, that character might go on to become a regular, so that there's the sense of suspense in that, like, in Shinsengumi Crisis, there was Ito and Benizakura, there was Tetsuya and Tetsuko, so it, it's all that. I feel like Gintama in general, usually, yeah, you know, I agree that, yeah, usually out of most of the serious arcs, like, you know, we usually get at least a reoccurring character out of most serious arcs, but for the most part, Gintama's kind of known for mostly going back to the status quo of things in the first place after most serious arcs anyway. So I think that was another angle I wanted to kind of tackle your argument at, but you could also argue, again, me arguing my own points, you could also say that, you know, the serious arcs are different because those do build on each other in some way. But I don't know, I, I guess, and again, it's another one of these like I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here because again i totally understand your criticism but i also i'm sure you understand why there can't be consequences in this kind of movie in the first place because it just wouldn't make sense yes and that's that kind of is what does the movie in or makes it impossible to have made it I guess amazing even if they tried to go the serious route because what ser- what do serious arcs do well they develop upon the personality and history of characters that we already know can't do that cuz it's an anime only story you uh introduce a new character who either dies or becomes a regular character so you feel invested in them automatically can't well they c- could have done they could have done a character that dies in the end or has some reason they could never show up again cuz with time travel you can write the rules to make it to make it do anything you want and um uh, serious arcs just yeah they they could they couldn't develop upon uh previously established characters and they couldn't introduce a new Yeah, and character. I guess with this kind of story the characters can't really develop too significantly because they all get erased in in the in the uh, at the end of the movie anyway. So um I mean except for Shinpachi. <laughs> except for Shinpachi who that's that's <laughs> such a weird I know it's supposed to be a joke but that's kind of a weird thread to leave out there like there's just another Shinpachi around. That that I feel really sorry for him. Um but I guess like I guess let's just go back to the twist of the enemy being Gin, you know, the Gin that was originally infected and is killed off by the Gintoki we know. I guess how did you feel about that, just in particular? I guess, did that surprise you at all, or did you think it was a good twist, or... It surprised me, but the thing is, the fight that they had together, it felt like... It felt so short, it didn't feel like there was a lot of action there, so it was just like, Gintoki's in, I'm here to kill you, and then he stabs him, and he's like, aha, joke's on you, I'm actually you. It just feels like it moves so fast that I didn't really have the time to completely digest it. Okay. I mean, I'd say, I mean, it's not like top 10 Gintama fights material or anything, but like, I thought it was all right. So I guess I could see that. I guess like the more I think about it, um, the more I kind of think, because, you know, I don't know if it like, you know, ruins the movie for me or anything, but like there is there was a thing at one point where I was like, you know, Gin, you could just like, I'm kind of surprised that Gin didn't think at first just to kill the enemy as, like, as himself, you know, because he's already infected, um, so he can't get infected again. Um, so I'm kind of surprised he didn't think about that at first. Like, I think it really says something about Gin in a sense of, like, self-worth that, like, the first thing he thinks about or, or like, the first thing he chooses to do is to go back in time to kill himself. 
Um, so I don't know if you, I don't know if that really struck you as much as it did me, or if you really thought about that at all, John. Well, uh, Gintoki throughout the series is shown as someone who values what's close to him more than anything else. And I, uh, I always figure that he values his close friends and his, uh, well, I can't say family. He doesn't have one. His, his, his <laughs> metaphorical but family. His metaphorical family. He values them more than himself. And I think it would have hurt him more to s- watch everyone suffer because of him than for him to have killed himself. That's fair. So, like, I guess, are you... We were kind of talking about the time travel a little bit, so um, I'm assuming it probably confused you a bit on your first watch. Well, see, I think I understood what happened, but it's... I mean, I mean, don't don't feel bad, because, like, on my first watch, I was confused as fuck, too. It, it, took, it took me a little while to actually understand what was going on. <laughs> It's it's like it didn't really confuse me, but it was just like it's the time travels just all over the place, and that makes it hard to feel invested in, even if I do understand what's happening. Yeah, because like I didn't I didn't get it at first because like so I'm just going to put it out there. I think I'm pretty sure what happens is Gin goes back in time to kill himself. He. He succeeds at it, and that's why Shinpachi and Kagura don't remember him back in the present. But then, this is what I like about this, and without this, it doesn't work. But, you know, the the camcorder guy who turns out to be Tama obviously would still be left and, you know, would still exist from that, from the past, and still, therefore, exist in the present. And while I feel like I don't know, I feel like her having data about Gintoki and then showing it to people who who don't remember Gin, I feel like that shouldn't happen as conveniently. Like, I feel like if I were in that situation, if I forgot about somebody's existence, but then, like, somebody came up to me and was like, no, 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 this person actually existed. I don't know, I, d- I wish I could have seen how that would have played out, because I don't think I would believe that person as quickly as it seemed like everybody else did. But that's kind of like my one nitpick. Otherwise, I get why it makes sense. Like, I like watching the movie again. I think watching it all play out, I kind of get it. Um, because obviously, when you cut back to Gin in the past, I think it's obvious that like that's another. Uh, it's obvious that that's another timeline being written there, where you know everybody from the present is already back in the past, and that's how you have Hasegawa as you know Shuriyasha Gintoki. Um, which I, I think makes enough sense. Is is that is that kind of how you read it, John? Or yeah. Uh, and the thing about Tama is that was so funny because I was watching full disclosure. I was watching the movie with someone else, and this person when we saw the Tama like the giant mech Tama uh, at yeah. the beginning of the movie, <laughs> that person was like, "That's not the real Tama. She doesn't have a dot on her forehead." And oh, okay, huh. Like was it, was that on purpose? That. Were they doing that to foreshadow the real Tama coming in later on and actually being the ta- the time pirate? Yeah, the time pirate. Um, probably. I that kind of makes sense, actually. Um, I mean, it it could be it could be possible that maybe that was just another. Maybe that might have been a fake Tama. Possibly, I don't know. Actually, I didn't even think about that. That's actually pretty interesting. Um, but either way, I, I I think all of it works, but I totally understand being confused by all the time travel because, again, I was definitely confused as fuck the first time I watched it. And it really took me – it took me a couple of watches to, like, finally fully understand what was going on. Um, I, I think I saw you talk about on Twitter about how you felt like the Joey War stuff wasn't really all that great. Yeah, it was just, it just kind of felt like a backdrop to me. It didn't feel like they did anything to capture the emotions of the war. It was just like, oh yeah, this is where we were. And the Joy War Gintoki was there to help him defeat the alien guy. Yeah, it is, it is interesting um, how, how all of the, uh, the Joey four end up coming up to help them. That was, that's an interesting moment. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Koyasu, who voices Takasugi, probably got a lot of money to, for, for all the, 
equivalent of one line that he spoke. It feels like, because not only these small appearances in the second movie, but also in the Benizakura movie, how we get so many tiny little appearances from characters who weren't in the arc at all, like how they kind of shoehorn the Shinsengumi in. I'm like, does that really... Is putting that person in such a small appearance going to do that much to get more people to come in to see the movie? Uh, hey, I mean, don't don't underestimate the fandom, because a part of the fandom loves the fuck out of the Shinsengumi. But it's like, we're not gonna see the movie if it doesn't have the Shinsengumi in it, so... I mean, unfortunately, and Bombers talked about this with me and on Twitter about how, uh, unfortunately, when uh, your your fave characters aren't in the story, uh, they're just kind of like, ah, I'm not really as interested or whatever. <laughs> that's 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 kind of a thing with the fandom, unfortunately. Um, but whatever. Um, yeah, I guess um, I can't really think of anything else in the movie I really want to talk about. I mean. Overall, like, uh, obviously it looked great, and I thought it was animated pretty well, because it's a movie, it kind of has to be. <laughs> oh, I guess, what did you think, uh, I, I guess, like, the one thing that, like, always just, like, fucking hits me uh, right right in the heart is, uh, you know, when the credits start playing uh, the first opening halfway through, and you get, like, that film strip montage of the entire series up to that point, I think is a great touch. And then, like, like, like the fucking, just the, just, just... Just the icing on the cake, I feel like, is that last bit where, you know, everything's back to normal and you have the three of them going out to do a job and they're all back together and it fucking, you got the piano music playing and I start sobbing on my couch while I'm watching this. Uh, That's such a neat, like, that's such a, like, nice, touching little thing. I feel bad that it didn't give me the emotional reaction that it gave you because that was what I was... (laughs) Going into the movie expecting, I was expecting to freaking sob at multiple points in the movie, but uh, I teared up at the hospital scene and that was about it. I think maybe at the time, you maybe would have gotten more out of it. Like, at the time, this movie was kind of relevant because at the time, you know, like, I'm sure, you know, at this point in the Gintama fandom, you know, everybody was pretty much like, yeah, the anime will, will be back at some point, whatever. Like, it was just kind of a given at that point. But at the time, with me personally, you know, when this movie was relevant, you know, they were really advertising this as, like, the final chapter of the Gintama anime, or whatever. And that was kind of a big deal, because it's like... I, I guess, actually, let, let's let's get into one more thing here real quick, just kind of diverging completely with what I was gonna make a point about, just to ask you about this. Do you, do you think... I guess just as a conclusion to the anime, do you think you would have been satisfied? As a conclusion to the anime, I don't think I would have been satisfied with that, honestly. Although it would be hard to say. I feel like they should have done some... They shouldn't have tried to do it with a a story that was serious at all. I feel like they should have tried to do something in their own gintama fashion that was like them goofing around doing stuff and then it like uh gives an ending that's like a nod to you should read the manga to get the rest of it yeah i i could i it's kind of funny how they didn't blatantly go like okay guys seriously we're we're done go like there is a manga that exists you should go read it (laughs) That would be a total Gintama thing to do, like Gintoki would appear on the screen, maybe in his teacher uniform. I mean, like, I don't know I, I, I don't know if you got to this episode yet, but there is an episode where Gin and the other two are literally like, okay, we need to start selling Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did see that one, the one there where they're designing the poster, and they talk about the freaking Earthbound creator's nostrils. I fucking lost it. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a pretty good one. Um, but oh uh, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't go with something that blatant because that's the kind of thing you really expect out of Gintama mm-hmm. uh, in particular, just to kind of start just just start shilling as much as you can. Um, but I guess um, just going back to what I was trying to make a point about earlier, I feel like at the time, like you know, because like in between this movie and the 2015 season of Gintama, two years passed by without anything, so. I mean, I guess with the exception of like the uh, the the Jump Festa special with uh, with the Lake Toya spirit and whatnot. Oh, that was a good one. 
Yeah, it was a good one too. With 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 the exception of that special, there was there was there was nothing new that came out of the Gintama anime for two years. Um, so you know, at a point like a year after uh, after the uh, after the Enchosen run ended, I started feeling like, well. I mean, I feel like they would have announced something for Gintama at this point. Like, there was there was a point for, like, maybe... There was a short time where I was like, huh, I wonder if they really might not bring back the Gintama anime. Like, it was gone long enough to where I was starting to doubt it a little bit. Not completely, but I, I did have my doubts. So I wonder if maybe... If like if you had watched it watched before Ever Yorozuya when it was relevant, maybe you would have felt something, probably... I feel like I probably would have had more of a reaction than what I got from the movie, that's for sure. But, I mean, also, like, I don't know, I, like, it's weird because, like, I get so emotional at, like, a lot of these scenes where, like, all the characters are together and then they, like, disappear and stuff. When I, when I know now we'll get more animes uh, and more animes coming, you know, like, I still felt emotional at those scenes. Like, I, like, I still feel emotional when it's, like, you know... When it's like, oh my god, the characters are disappearing, oh no, because I, I, I still feel the same way about the quote-unquote ending to the Kintama arc. Like, you know, every time I every time I watch that scene, that scene makes me fucking bawl my eyes out, because it's <laughs> such an emotional scene. <laughs> well, that one didn't really get to me much either, and I thought I cried a lot at this show. Because, cause like, I don't know. I don't know, because it's like, I guess I just don't, I don't, I, I guess, I, like, it doesn't pop into my mind, like, Oh well, they'll just come back next week. Whatever. Like, it's it's not like Gintama is not like Family Guy, where it's like, oh, we're gonna do a funny thing. Oh my god. Uh, oh, Peter died, but he'll he'll be fine next week. Like they would literally make that joke. Remember they probably when they killed Brian? So. Yeah, I remember that. And people actually fucking petitioned to bring Brian back because oh, he was totally gonna stay dead. I would have had a lot of respect for the show if they did, but obviously, no, they can't. They can't. They can't change the formula because people don't like change. Fuck Family Guy, I'm sorry. <laughs> such, I'm so... It was God, good I, yeah. the first few seasons, but when they switched to digital animation, it really lost anything unique and funny about it. Like, because, you know... the It became a joke machine. The Phineas and Ferb creator actually, like, wrote episodes of that show in the early run. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Phineas and Ferb is actually not that bad of a cartoon. I love it. It's one of my favorites, honestly. It's actually a pretty good cartoon, but uh, yeah, just going back, yeah, like Gintama's not the kind of thing where it's like you know I'm so detached from these characters to where I'm like, you know, where like because you know if Family Guy tried to attempt something like this, I wouldn't feel fucking sad at all because it's like you're not attached to those characters, you're not meant to. Whereas Gintama, you've gone through so much shit with these characters where it's like. Yeah, sure. You kind of like, like you know, they're gonna be fine. And like, you know, I had enough. Uh, I guess I had enough knowledge of the Kintama arc to know that, like, oh, they're just gonna present it as a new anime, but they're gonna come back. But like, I still felt sad. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm just more. If that means I'm more attached to the characters than you are, or I just don't think about that kind of thing, but I don't know. That's an interesting thing to think about. Well, you know... I'm not really sure what that is. There's plenty of just one-off episodes that make me cry, like the one with Kagura's umbrella, and the radio exercises one. Well, pretty much anything with Kagura that's played straight will make me cry. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, there are the moments in the serious arcs, like, I think the hardest the show has made me cry is still Ito's death. Yeah. Or the freaking arc about the dog that has the alien parasite inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> the ending. No, I think that made me cry harder than Ito's death, actually. That one's really sad. But no, yeah, that that is really interesting to... That's a really interesting point of view. Like, I never really... I get. I guess I just don't. That part of my brain doesn't, like, kick in where it's like, hey, dude, why the fuck are you crying? Like, the show's not going to end. Like, wh wh why are you crying? This is dumb, you know? <laughs> like, I, I guess... I don't know. I guess I just never really thought about it like that. That's really interesting. Well, I do... 
I do cry in in like when I finish a TV show or when uh, I finish a video game, and it doesn't have to be an emotional ending. It's just that I finished something that was super fucking good. So when I get to the end of the Gintama anime, I guarantee you I'm going to be fucking bawling for probably two days straight. <laughs> hey, hey, you and me both, because um, <laughs> my favorite thing will be over. Um, and, and then I'll have to find a new favorite thing. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah, so I guess, um, I mean, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, um, you didn't get as much out of the movie as you were hoping, but, um, I mean, I guess you, you at least didn't, like, hate it, right? Oh, it's a seven for me. It's a seven out of ten. That's what I'd give you, it. You at least enjoyed it. Yeah, the, the comedy, of as always, was really good, and there was the one emotional moment that I really liked, so I can't say that I didn't like it, so I, I'd give it a 7. Well, there you go. So, I think that's I think that's going to be about it for this thing. Uh, so, uh, thank you for uh, talking about Be Forever Gerizuya with me. I've been wanting to do that for a while, uh, and I think uh, probably next time we'll talk about the Reaper arc, because... Uh, Holy shit, I have, ooh, I have so many feelings about that arc. Um, but uh, I guess for now, uh, John, where can the good people find you? You can find me, as always, on Twitter. I am LeitungVG. That's L-E-I-T-U-N-G-V-G. All right. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. Um, and just for life lessons in general, uh, you can find... Uh, you know, if this is the first uh, installment of uh, our little mini podcast you've listened to, uh, you can find the rest of uh, Jumping Ahead in particular and the rest of Life Lessons on uh, GintoLifeLessons.wordpress.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and YouTube.com slash GintaMangaCast. That's G-I-N-T-A-M-A-N-G-A-C-A-S-T, GintaMangaCast. If you have any thoughts on, uh, you know, any of the arcs that... Uh, me and John have covered on this little mini show here. Uh, send us your thoughts over to GintaLifeLessons at gmail.com. We'll maybe read them on the show. We'd like to hear what you guys think. Um, but I think that's going to be about it for this one. And uh, we'll, guy, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Later. Later.